You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're not too far away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training, and there's a lot of things to look forward to when it comes to the Colorado Rockies. So let's talk about that with Thomas Harding. I am Allison Futter. Thomas, um, you know how I feel about these Rockies. I feel that this this is a good, exciting team that is ready to have, um, I don't know, have some good days ahead of them. So as you kind of look ahead to spring training, what gives you optimism about, about this club? Well, almost everything, actually. I mean, it's one of the better offensive lineups in the National League. Um, They have young starting pitching, and as we've discussed before, it seems to work better when you have guys who come up in your organization to pitch a course field rather than going out and getting guys who pitched elsewhere and suddenly come to a difficult place to pitch. Uh, the, The big question is, can they improve the bullpen, which let them down last year, but in their winning years, the bullpen has been one of the key reasons. So um, they don't really want to derail a season by the bullpen uh, not being very good. I mean, that happens with a lot of teams. But uh, how do you see them rectifying that? I think the biggest uh, way to do that is to have a number of arms that can pitch those late innings. Uh, They went out and signed Mike Dunn, who had pitched well with the Marlins for a number of seasons, has a high strikeout rate, a high ground ball rate. Both of those dropped a little bit last year. He was injured at the start of the year, the first time he'd ever been injured. But his overall numbers look very good. And if he comes back to, if he comes to Coors Field and pitches the way he has in the past, he makes a difference. And I think the rest of it, um, I do expect them to go out and get another bullpen arm at least, um, maybe a veteran arm that can pitch the late innings. But they're going to have to expect better from some of the guys that were there in the past. And there's no reason to believe Adam Ottavino won't be better the season after Tommy John's surgery. He could emerge as the closer or a Dunn or a guy like a Jake McGee who had a knee injury that hampered him throughout the entire season. If Jake McGee gets back his velocity, then he's a late-innings pitcher. Um, they had Carlos Estevez, who I thought pitched well for them, and so they made him the closer uh, really too soon. Um, he was just a little bit over a year, a year out of Class A ball, and suddenly he was closing big league games. But if you get that group of people and Jairo Diaz coming off of Tommy John surgery, if all that group kind of meshes, meshes together, then they could be a whole lot better in the bullpen. And they have a new manager who um, brings with him not only a really nice resume, but he's also a former pitching coach and a former pitcher in Bud Black. Um, so what can what can we look forward to seeing from him? It seems like this is uh, this could be a very good pairing between um, a veteran uh, pitching coach and a veteran manager and a and a young pitching staff that's really talented. Uh, it could be a it could be a great mesh here because uh, Bud Black he knows pitching. He's managed in the National League West. Uh, he's managed a lot of games at Coors Field against the Rockies. And the other thing that I like about Bud Black in this case, you, you have a relatively young team. Um, you have guys that you're going to have some guys that are getting their footing in the big leagues, like the like some of the relievers. 
Bud Black's a very conventional type manager. You're not going to see him do a lot of out-of-the-box things. I mean, if he has a pitcher that can pitch two or three innings, that's fine. But I don't think he's going to try to do what some of the teams in the playoffs did, only try to do it over 162 games. You look back at his career with the San Diego Padres, and he was able to have Trevor Hoffman at the end of the game and really good relievers to set him up. And if he finds that at at, – Coors Field with the Rockies, whether it's Adam Ottavino closing or Mike Dunn or or Jake McGee or maybe one of the younger arms, I think that uh, he's he's going to have a very good team that's going to be on the same page with him. So I like the idea of Bud Black coming in here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and I understand that you just uh, conducted an interview with Chad Bettis that we were about to listen to. So what? Uh, what give us a preview on that. I'll tell you what, Chad Bettis is one of the more impressive individuals I've run into in professional baseball, and he had a very rough diagnosis, a diagnosis of testicular cancer. And what happened was um, he, he found out about it in November, and by the end of the month he was able to to get the cancer removed, and now he's working his way back. And what, here's what I found interesting is from the diagnosis to the actual operation was a little less than two weeks. In that time, he armed himself with so much information about the disease and the fact that um, if caught early, it, it's very treatable and, um, and it doesn't spread. And the fact that he's decided to make, make it a point to let as many people know as possible, to remind men, hey, if you feel something wrong, if you see something wrong, go ahead and have a check. Take care of your health. And you just... It's like he pitches. I mean, he'll go out and he'll pitch, and then after the game he'll evaluate everything, and 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 he'll have a plan of action. I mean, you almost you you can almost see this guy um, working in some other industry, whether it's uh, whether it's computer software, which is what his parents actually do. You know, they develop computer software businesses, and they had their struggles and triumphs and learn how to be uh, very effective, not just at developing software, but also at being in the business of selling it. And the way that Chad Bettis um, attacks pitching, and that's the way he's attacking this disease. All right, good stuff. Okay, let's take a listen. Thank you, Thomas. So I was, I was I just recently got off the phone with Pat Graham just a little while ago, and I was talking to him about it. And, and you know, the, the more I think about it, the more I feel like baseball has prepared me for something like this. You know, mm-hmm. I think that, that my, my whole baseball career, not just as a Rocky, but as, as, as a child playing baseball all the way through high school to college to now, um, you know, there's things that you learn through baseball that you can apply to life. And, and, the, and if you take it in the right way, then you can apply it to almost anything that's happening in your life. And I, I think that, I think, you know, it's, it's been such a blessing to be able to be a baseball player and learn so many lessons that I have to be able to apply it to something like this. Because when, when, I, when I first heard out, you know, when I first found out that I had testicular cancer, it wasn't necessarily that uh, it was the, the, test, the testicular part that stood out. It was more the cancer part, you know. Yeah. And, and when you hear the word cancer, it's like, uh, excuse me, you know, it's, it's something that's like, that, that I was taken back from it, you know, and it, it, was, it was pretty scary. Was there any cancer in your family or anything like that? No, not, nothing like this. No, no. And, that, and that's, a, that's the weird thing and odd thing about it is, um, 
you know, I don't know. I don't know enough about that if it's genetics or anything like that. But there, there hasn't been anything like this that's been through my family. Mm-hmm. So, if you can kind of take me through how that went, um, were, were you? Because you, you said you were taken. You know, you were caught off guard by the diagnosis. Was this just a routine checkup, or were you thinking, "Gee, something isn't right"? Or how? How was that? No, yeah, so, so it was, okay, I'll take you, I'll, I'll run you all the way back through the, the, the very beginning. Uh, so when I first felt it, it was me that I, I felt it myself. And, and it was, it was just a little lump, and it was no bigger than a grain of rice. It wasn't even the size of a pea. And, um, I found, I had found it out, I had found it that night, and, um, I didn't know what to think of it, you know? It was mm-hmm. something that's like, oh, I don't know if this is something that I need to say something about, or maybe it's nothing, or who knows, you know? So I was like, uh, I'm, I, I'll hold off for a little, you know, I'll hold off, and then I'll check again in the morning, mm-hmm. and if it's still there in the morning, then I probably should say something. And so, sure enough, I, I checked in the morning, and, I, and it was still there, and then um, that's that's when I started that process, so. And when was um, that? What did you say? That was, that was um, I would say that was almost a little over a month ago now. Yeah, and so uh, so once I went to go see the doctor, we, we, we had gotten an ultrasound, and then we had gotten some blood work done, some lab work, and then um, once the lab work had came back, it was like, that's kind of when I had been told, and then... Uh, that I had testicular cancer, and then it was okay. We want to make sure that it hasn't spread anywhere, so we're going to go get uh, you know some scans done and make sure that it hasn't spread anywhere, and then we're going to go from there. And so um, I met with the urolo- uh, my urologist mon- <clears throat> Monday. Um, this was two weeks ago Monday. Now, so I'm trying to think. Um, the twenty is the twenty ninth. That sound right? That was, well, the 29th, I think, was, uh, on your, it seems like that was what was mentioned, uh, yeah, that was when the surgery was, the 29th. Okay, so the 28th is when I met with the urologist, um, that Monday, and so when I met with him Monday, he was saying that basically uh, surgery is kind of our first option here, and then we go from there. Um, and the fact that it hasn't, it doesn't look like it has spread anywhere. That that we, you know, surgery is our first option. And I was thinking, okay, you know, maybe it's going to be a couple weeks before I get into surgery. Okay, like, you know, what does this look like? This is like we need to get this process going. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he came back into the into the room and said, uh, just to let you know, if you want to do this tomorrow, we can, because one of my other my, one of my other patients just canceled on me, and um, and and right when he said that, I knew that it was a blessing. You know, it was it was, let's go ahead and get this out of me tomorrow. You know, yeah. so I don't have to worry about this anymore. How long how long does a surgery like that take? Um, how many hours, or is it minutes? Or um, were you? I, so I imagine you're asleep throughout it. Oh yeah, I was thinking that. No, it was uh, the surgery itself was forty-five minutes long, but okay. you know, with the paperwork and everything, and then coming out of uh, the anesthesia was probably four or five hours, maybe. I would imagine that would be the um, that would be the scariest moment, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, you know, I mean, 
it's it's you, you know you don't know necessarily if it's spread or what stage it's in or anything like that and so you're kind of just in limbo you know and it's you're praying for the best you're you're hoping for the best and and um you know i like i said you know when they said i had testicular cancer it wasn't something that i was like oh yeah the testicular part okay perfect like this is okay this is gonna be okay you know it was the cancer it was yeah. when you hear that word it's I, I, I was caught off guard, you know, and, and like I said, it was, it's something that I think, um, you know, obviously the earlier you can, you can get to it, the better, you know, and, and uh, it, was, it was a blessing that, it, that it, we caught it so early. And I guess that's one of the things that certainly I'm guilty of, is that when something is wrong, immediately say, not minimizing it, saying, okay, maybe this, maybe this is abnormal. I, I guess that's the thing that we men have to do, right? Just, um, if, if there is something, you don't tough your way through it if you think it could be something. No, yeah, I think, uh, I think you know, if that's, that's where I was, I was in between, you know, there for the 8 to 12 hour window from when I found it to the next morning and then saying something. It was, you know, do I say something? Is this really anything? Probably not, but maybe I should say something. You know, it's the fact that, you know, it's, it's easy enough for us to just be aware of it's easy it's easy we can check ourselves you know we can be aware of what's going on and it's not something you know that it, you have to be afraid of really you know this is something that's the, the more I, I did research the more we found out about it the more I understood that this is very highly curable but at the same time you want to catch this early mm-hmm. so I guess when did you do all this research that's uh was it in between um, them telling? It was. It was about. It was in between the time I had gotten my blood work to the time um, of surgery, essentially. So a ten-day window, give or take. Ten-day window. Yeah. Okay, so you you saw the urologist on the twenty-eighth, but you had, but they had already taught, but they had already caught this a few days before, right? Correct, correct, yeah, right, okay. right, right. So I right. So the the whole process of getting ultrasound, my lab work, my CT scans, uh, that took almost a, a little over. Uh, it it took about two weeks. Okay. To do all of that, and then Monday is when I saw the urologist on the twenty eighth, and then twenty ninth had surgery. Of course, this is something you do you normally don't hear about, but this was. Were you still, like, working out and doing all this stuff during that time, or did you feel like, hey, I, I can't go to the facility? Or did you end up going to the facility just to, you know, not lose your mind on it? Um, yeah, no, I did. I, I actually, I went to go work out every day until, <laughs> until surgery day. Uh, you know, it was something that I, I needed to, you know, kind of clear my mind and, and, and see see my brothers and, and family up there and, uh, and you know, kind of get away from this for a little while and, and you know, reset. Did, uh, did your teammates and all know about it or was it something you kept quiet or how did no, you... Oh, yeah, they didn't, nobody, nobody knew about it um, uh, except the people that needed to know about it until I released it. I would imagine that's that's kind of tough being around the guys you work out with every day and you yeah, got this thing. Yeah, no, it is, and that's and it is tough. You know, I mean, it's it's 
that's what that's why you know I, I felt like it was appropriate to, to make a statement and, and, and release it at the time that I did because it was it was getting exhausting keeping it quiet from everybody and and people you know my, my brother's asking me like hey where are you? You doing all right? You know, is everything good? And it's like, oh man, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, because I'm working. I can tell you, but I can't yet. You know, <laughs> yeah, because it was two weeks. So the, so for those two weeks, I imagine you were recovering. Did you just say, uh, uh, you know, I'm taking a break from throwing? I mean, how did you? So, no, so <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, I just stayed at home. I stayed at home for two weeks. I went up to the field one time. Um, and, and, you know, people were asking me what's going on and stuff. And I, I, I told them that, you know, I was dealing with some family stuff and, and for me to, to, to lie to my, to lie to my teammates is, that's, that's something I don't like to do. <laughs> I understand that, but you know, you, you gotta have some privacy, right? Yeah. 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 So this comes out on ESPN. Um, what made you decide to go ahead and release the statement, and how how did what what were the mechanisms to make that happen? No, uh, for me it was it was it was that you know this needs to be known that um, you know that this can happen to anybody, and yeah. that if you can if you can catch it early, that that you're that you're ahead of the game, you know, and that even though that this is very highly curable, that it still needs to be detected early and. For me, it was it was it was getting about it was getting the word out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's something that can happen to anybody, and it's going to be okay. And you know, we're in this together, and, and it's you know we'll be better from it. And uh, you know, the earlier you catch it, the the better off you are. And so that's that's kind of from from you know that's why I wanted to release the statement. That's kind of what I wanted my my statement to um, you know that's why I wanted to word it the way I did um, so that people are aware of this and that, that it is, it's going to be okay, but we need to be aware of what's going on. You can check yourself, you know, it's not something that you have to go to a doctor's office or anything for. And if you, if you feel something or if you, if you think something's a little off, then it's okay to say something. Yeah, so since then, tell me what the reaction has been. I mean, I've seen a lot of fans online. I think one of your teammates, um, um, uh, Hoffman, put out something. What, what, what were your thoughts? What, what, have, what have your thoughts been since this actually happened? It's, it's been so overwhelming with the support that I've, my family and I have gotten from everybody across the country. It's been, it's been overwhelming. I, I mean, I... I can't speak enough about how how kind and how much love and support we feel from everybody. You know, it's um, it's it's been unbelievable. What about the teammates? Have they been um, coming by and uh, calling and oh, yeah. reading your blowing <laughs> yeah, up your yeah. text like? No yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, you know, everybody after the statement came out, you know, everybody, uh, the guys that were out of town texted me. Or, and uh, the guys that were here, you know, I, I saw it up at the field and, and I got to talk to them for a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's just, like I said, it's been so, so overwhelming with love, especially from, from, from my teammates. It's, it's been something that's, you know, I couldn't imagine, you know, it's, it's, it's a great amount of support that I have. 
as far as the um, the recovery is concerned, where are you in that? Uh, so uh, today was my fourth day of doing some rehab, uh, just in the pool work and stuff. Uh, I've got another uh, round of uh, lab work to do next week to make sure everything's good, and then uh, and then we're off for the holidays uh, to go see family and friends. And I'm I'm gonna res- I'm gonna keep working out, uh, just like body weight stuff over over that period of time, and then. Uh, when we come back January 1st or 2nd, whenever that Monday is, um, start throwing and get back into shape here. <laughs> and you started throwing? Um, I had thrown, before, yeah, I, I was throwing a, uh, a little bit before uh, my surgery. And you started uh, throwing um, before the diagnosis, or did you pick up the ball when you knew this was going on? Or? I was throwing a little bit. I was throwing before it a little bit, but I was I threw a couple times through it. Um, the picture that you put up with your wife here, a beautiful picture mm-hmm. that's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of um, you know reaction. Was that taken after the surgery, and was this in Scottsdale? Where was this? Yeah, this this was uh, this is that was in Scottsdale, just at a restaurant. It was uh, it was actually about uh, it was last week. It was last week, um, last Saturday. And, uh, no, it was just something that, you know, uh, it was a picture of us and, you know, uh, after my statement with, with all the support that I, that, that, that my wife and I and, uh, expecting baby girl, uh, on the way, the support that we had gotten from everybody, it was just overwhelming. And so it was something that I felt like, you know, I, I, I needed to share and, and, and give back a little bit to, to just say that, you know, everything's going to be okay. And, and we really appreciate all the support that we've gotten. Uh, so when is the baby girl coming? She's coming March 29th. Wow, right before the regular season, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when you, um, I guess that's been, since that picture came out, do, do you feel like maybe some of the reaction that you get is a little less fearful, you know? It's, it's almost like, hey, uh, Chad Bettis is doing well, but it's nice to actually see him doing well. Um, you, you know, I, uh, sure. You know, I, it's I think it's it's something that um, that, like I said, it is scary. It is something that is you know a little frightening, even um, when, especially like I said, when you when you hear those two words, you you hear the cancer more than you hear the testicular part. Right. And um, you know, but I think I think. You know, my outlook on this is that, you know, something good has to come from this. And uh, whether that be a foundation or a spokesperson or, or however to raise more awareness uh, to understand that men, are, you know, around our country need to, it's okay to check and, and it's okay if you say something because early detection is better than not saying anything at all. And that's kind of, I, I feel like that's kind of, how I've how I've been approaching this. And was it uh, the stage one or early stage or? Where did it was it was sta- it's stage one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I I know that I guess most people a lot of people don't catch it until a lot later. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is really interesting because um, you know last year about this time, I think it was uh, Jack Corrigan, the radio announcer with the prostate cancer. You know, and he's been yeah. kind of. Um, out there doing things. Uh, have you had much? I know he 
tweeted a lot of support. Have you had much contact with him on it, or? Yeah, he, he actually he actually reached out to me um, a couple of days after I had released my statement, and you know it was just like I said, just uh, he was giving me you know some very kind words and his support and understanding that you know everything's going to be okay, and that uh, if I if I ever need anything or if I just need to talk to him about you know stuff that uh, just to, just to give him a ring. It's it's like I said, it's been. We've my fam, my my wife and I. We've been so overwhelmed with all the support that we've been getting over the past week. Now it's been, it's been great. Uh, are, are there further treatments, or are you? Um, I guess if you pass the clean bill of health on um, what is it Monday? That you know this is just out of your body done, and you just go on. Where? How how does this? Work? Oh yeah. So so there's um there I need to I have a. a some more lab work to do this next week um, and if all the tumor markers normalize or, or go to non-existent then then how uh, we're going to approach it is just to be very proactive um, and get blood work regularly get scans regularly and make sure that everything is staying where it needs to um, but if the uh, the tumor markers come back in a in a different way and, and we don't necessarily like the uh, you know what they're showing or whatever then uh, we might you know need to take a different uh, direction to our approach. As far as in the in the grand scheme of things, baseball is kind of secondary here. But has this delayed you to the point that you're um, you know that 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 maybe you'll be delayed going into the season even if everything's okay or did, no, did you know. No, I mean, I mean, unless something drastically happens over here over the next uh, week when when I get some more lab work done, that there, there shouldn't be any major setback in the big scheme of things here. Um, I was able to work out up until the day of surgery, mm-hmm. so if anything, I've missed two weeks of lifting. Uh, if if that, you know, eight days really, because uh, we're only working out four days a week, right? Or I am only working out four days a week. Uh, up to that point, so mm-hmm. uh, eight days really is not, you know, gonna make or break. Yeah, I think it's it's something that we're very optimistic and and understanding that uh, if everything goes well, then then I should be ready to go by spring training. And do you take it a little bit easier in spring training than maybe past years, or do you want to do it exactly the way where you're pitching the first? Go around there, and you know, throwing that early to anything. Um. No, you know, I think, I think, um, honestly, I would like to approach it over the how I've approached it the last two years, where I actually don't get out there until um, three or four innings, and you know, right. kind of be in the back and, and still working on stuff to be a little bit more deliberate. So um, you know, I'm ready to go for the season, not necessarily for spring training. Man, I'm very, I am very happy for you, and uh, obviously we're all pulling for you. So, thanks for talking to me. I know that you're probably having to do a lot of these right now, and no, no, I'm glad you were able to take your time and you know do it, do it on your time. So, 
That's perfect. Yeah, of course. No worries. Thank you. Okay, thanks so much, and I will be seeing you soon. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.